Hello and welcome to Teenagers Untangled, the audio hug for parents going through the teenage years. I'm Rachel Richards, parenting coach, mother of two teenagers and two bonus daughters. Hi, I'm Susie Asley, mindfulness coach, mindful therapist, musician and mother of three teenagers. Two of them are twins. Now, this isn't going to follow our usual format because we want to pause and take time to celebrate our two-year anniversary. Can't Yay! believe it. Two I know, years. Can't, what a ride. Yeah. It, the great thing is we have got old episodes yeah. now which cover the sorts of things that people are going to be thinking about, like when my teenager is being difficult over Christmas. Yeah, we did that last year, didn't we? We did it last and year. Presents. We also entitled, yeah. yes, the entitled teen in present. So those ones we can, what I'll do is I'll, at the end of this podcast, mm. I'm going to create a blog Mm. And I'm going to have links to each of the things we talk about so that if you think, oh, I'd like to listen to Mm. that one, you can go through the blog and then find it. Perfect. Or you can just click on, you know, stop us and go and listen to it in between. So uh, we're great believers in acknowledging special moments in our lives. And, And when I started this show, I didn't really know... I don't know how much I was going to grow and flourish. I don't know. Did you? What? Did, have no. you flourished? <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> um, and I want everybody. I, I want to encourage everybody to take time out of yeah. their day, your week, your year, to take to just think about those moments when you think, "Gosh, I have actually yeah. come a long way. I have yeah. changed." And it's good. I think that's really important. I think as a as a culture, we're terrible at that. Mm. Um, maybe particularly as mothers. I don't yes. know if that's a massive generalisation, but we don't. We look at all the, our negative bias. We look at all the stuff that's gone wrong and that we need to improve and be better at. So with like news resolutions and stuff like that. But we often don't acknowledge what we have done. Yes. And it's really important, actually. Really important. I'm not and good at that. No. And I also have noticed recently a couple of comments which have actually stayed with me and they are parents who said to me oh you know I'm oh you're you're doing so well oh I'm not really Mm. I'm not doing as much as you and then I suddenly thought wow we still have this culture where we feel like parenting is competitive Mm. it's not you you know just because somebody's doing a bit more of this than you doesn't Mm. make any difference at all you're still a great parent so just hang on to that thought if you're listening to this podcast you're doing a great job yeah yeah absolutely also feel really blessed to have this community Mm. because funnily enough you know when we started doing this we were just like i don't know is anyone going to listen yeah (laughs) definitely (laughs) i'd message my friends and go hey kate do you want to listen to my podcast and now we've got people downloading it all around the world, which is is incredible. So thank you, everybody. And also for the amazing feedback. Yeah, and it also, my, my kids keep me down to earth, which is lovely. <laughs> I always have ringing in my ears. My son said right at the start, who's one going to want to listen to you waffling on for half an hour? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, a, I always remember I'll, I'll, listen. I'll listen. I wanted to sort of dwell on some of the reviews we've mm, had. No, yeah. all of the reviews we've yeah. had, because people have taken time out of yes. their busy days and actually sent us information about how it's impacted them. And that's incredible. Mm. So I just wanted to say, I really, that we both really find yes. that incredibly heartwarming me but I've also learnt and there were a couple of the reviews that I wanted us to go over Mm -hmm. again because for me they had the most impact in the sense that they made me reflect on what it is we're trying to do here Mm. and how that then impacts people in the world Mm. so you why don't you start with Paul Simmons who messaged us on Instagram happily and also I think um you know, looking at feedback is really, really important, isn't mm. it? Because it's it's very much the the abundance mindset. Yes. It's like you know, <clears throat> the away from the competitive scarce. You know, if you if you've enjoyed something, then I always I make a conscious dis- 
effort to kind of big people up yes and you know praise people and say that's a great job you know only when i mean it obviously otherwise it's insincere but it's really important you yes. know rather than this, the competitive mindset. and we can do that for other parents yeah it's so really, the feedback is really kids. lovely really mm-hmm. really lovely so this one yep it says thank you thank you thank you my wife and i just wish we had discovered your podcast a year ago we've both listened absorbed and changed the way we parent off the back of such amazing insight of how our children see the world our home is now a calmer more interactive and wholesome environment and it's all down to you gosh wow we have finally realized that we have been the blockage to the communication with our girls and have changed we now have so much happier girls who feel able to relax in the home environment i'm not great with words i don't know you're doing a pretty good job (laughs) (laughs) exactly but you've changed our world and you will never really know how indebted we are to you gosh thank you that's a really beautiful it's a very beautifully written um, review but for me what really resonated was this how we can be the block to the communication mm. and actually when we start thinking ah our job is not to fix our teens no. because we think it is and that's what Yannicka Lini said in her uh, review she, this is a lady who has a very stressful busy life mm. and she said she's She spent ages trying to fix my teenager when I stumbled across these podcasts and discovered they don't need fixing, but understanding. Mm -hmm. You have helped me understand my daughter and be able to talk to her, handle her, and most importantly, help her get through this difficult time. Being that these podcasts come from presenters who actually have teenagers themselves, oh yes, (laughs) makes the program real because they really understand what we're going through and are able to advise us firsthand with what they did, how they handled it. Keep up the great work and thank you. Mm. And I think what what I've always set out to do is do what I did in my parenting classes, which is when people see other people mm. struggling with things or talking about mm. things they can say oh well I wouldn't do that or mm. oh that's I can do that I yeah. can I can see how you would do that and there's a collective sigh yeah. where we just all go so it's okay I'm not yeah. I'm not broken they're yeah. not broken yeah it's amazing and and the and the the beautiful reviews that we get I mean I'm super touched by both of those all of them it's it's kind of blows my mind a little bit mm. that um can have that profound that much an of an impact yeah. yeah it's great um i wanted to mention the consequences episode because mm-hmm. that is the most downloaded episode by a very 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 long yeah. way and i the reason i want to mention it is because it's the thing that a lot of parents seem to worry about yeah. and coming back to these last two reviews both people have said oh Oh, I've realized now it's not about controlling Mm. my kid, fixing them, whatever Mm. it is that we think we should be doing. And it's really interesting because in that episode, uh, that's when I discovered that there was a sort of, as a result of some psychological experiments that were done in the 60s, 70s, Uh, of controlled environments where they got, I think it was rats or pigeons or something Mm. to do something over and over, then you could make them behave a certain Mm. way. And they went, oh, well, you can do that. Mm. But we're not rats and pigeons. We're actually human beings Mm. and it doesn't work. And it's been debunked, but that's sort of hung around that if you make kids do this, then they will, you'll get this outcome. And that had a a big impact Mm. on me and my understanding of how to deal with my kids. Yeah, amazing. And, and we don't have a controlled environment. In fact, it's got even less control because of the access to online and our kids are getting their information from all over the yeah. world. Yeah, we don't have at a, a all a controlled environment because we're all so different and have such different stories and backgrounds. It's impossible. Yes, yes. Are there any things that stood out to you that have... Uh, yeah, what have I learned over the last two years? Yeah, lots. I mean, I don't think, I was thinking about it, I, I don't think I've fundamentally changed anything that I do. 
Um, but I think it's given me um, a lot of clarity and um, understanding as to why I do what I do, like having to verbalize it and think about the different the different topics that we've covered. Um, it's kind of gone, oh, yeah. And because I, I kind of find myself, I think, slightly repeating myself. I don't know if the <laughs> listeners would agree with that. <laughs> um, you know, that I bang on, I feel bang on about the same thing and connection. You know, why do you do what you do? What's your story? What's your trigger? Um, and that has just brought it all home to me and I think doing it for two years is a long time in the life of a teenager but because very you know long time. Mm. our kids have really changed in the last two years and I've been on particularly with my eldest went on a really difficult journey within that not all the time but some of it in his academics and um it's been a massive that has been a huge learning process and then just having this podcast as clarifying what I'm doing having a a deeper understanding of why I'm doing what I'm doing. And then maybe some specific things would be, um, uh, you know, the different topics of, of having a bit more awareness of the of maybe some of the dangers. Maybe I was less aware of that side of it. You know, the online stuff, the, the problems with, you know, the physical problems with, you know, drugs, alcohol, that kind of thing. I was I knew about a bit, but not not in depth. So that's been really helpful and made me maybe be a bit more a bit more cautious in some areas. So that's been quite good. Yeah, the online stuff. And we've been doing a lot more on that recently. And I hadn't, I've always been quite wary of online mm. and I kept my kids quite low tech mm. when they were younger because I was very uh, conscious that it could cause problems. Mm. Um, I think what I've really understood most recently with re the research I've done is when you look at governments or any organisations trying to put in place regulations mm. to protect young people a lot of people seem to come back saying yeah but that's the parents job mm. and I'm not convinced parents have really really understand no. that I'm I'm not and I know maybe that's my switch as well in some of these areas of thinking oh that that's society's job or that's the school's job and and actually no it's really so it's too important it's too too, too dodgy some of it um, because a really important know, point yes and whether it's actually putting in place uh some some kind of software or something that will protect them from things or more importantly, having, you know, regular discussions with them about what it is they're accessing mm. and how they feel about it and what they think about mm. the, the world that mm. they're accessing. So vitally important mm. and giving it context and being non-judgmental mm. about it, but at the same time explaining why these things are an issue. I think, yeah. I, and I keep seeing people, you know, with tweens where things have gone off the rails yeah. and they just didn't realize yes. how yeah. critically important so it's that's that that's that yeah. for me has really solidified my thinking yeah. about the online world yeah interesting not I that i want to scare people but no. i i think we really need to no. be there on the front line saying right yeah. I, i'm taking responsibility for this yeah and maybe that's where i've thought a little bit on reflection as to you know what we've done over the last two years is is i've maybe my my uh, compass point has gone a little bit towards you know a little bit more caution because there's 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 more stuff out there that we really need to take care of and actually uh on a general note i've just been i'm at the moment making two photo books so my younger twins turn 16 in a couple whoop, whoop. of weeks which is 
nuts. Amazing. <laughs> and I made a photo book for my eldest when he turned 16, so now I'm doing it for them. And there are two of them. It's taking quite a while. <laughs> and we have very, a lot of impressive. photos. Um, but it's been really, it's really fun going back over photos. And it's made me really, you know, really think, actually, you know, so much stuff just doesn't matter. Mm, really it good just point. doesn't matter you know mm. all these different dramas these different things that we think are the end of the world when they're happening they just don't matter some of them do of course and some of them leave scars and we have to you know work out the best and the best way to approach some of these things but most of it doesn't matter but that's that psychological distance we talked about where um, if you're in the middle of something yeah. one of the things you can do is zoom out yeah. five years from yeah. now is it going to be yeah. important yeah uh, and, and that's a way yeah. of getting away from it. Yeah, absolutely. And the reminder for me in all of this is, yes, it is connection. That's the most important. When I look absolutely. at photos of us, you know, mucking about, it is connection. Yes. So I'm going to go back over some of the things that have really impacted mm. me. And um, I think I started this just when both my daughters had gone into senior school. And to start with, that that is something I want to talk about because mm. it's... I don't know how hard it is for everybody, but most people I talk to say it's tough. Mm -hmm. And I spoke to one, uh, it was a, a dad who said, yeah, if your kids are not begging to stay at home in that first year, that's 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 a win, in my mm -hmm. opinion. And he'd been through quite a few kids. Mm -hmm. And I just think it's a, it's a massive shift mm -hmm. going from a small environment, which most of these mm -hmm. kids do, into what happens to be a pool where most of the, the the kids at the top of the the school are they're, they're adults mm. so it's it can feel quite a hostile environment it mm. definitely did for me mm. when I moved and I remember one of my daughters moved up she had been through the whole COVID lockdown in her final year of primary school mm. which meant that she missed out on all those opportunities to feel like the big, mm. you know, the owning her position in her school, moved into her next school and they were all wearing masks. They were completely controlled and it was a much, much bigger school and it felt very hostile because, mm. you know, the, the all of them felt anxious. So they were all on their phones and relying on previous acquaintances to sort of give themselves mm. some social cachet. And it just meant she didn't really have a chance. It was very stressful. Mm. And I think we very much underestimated the impact COVID had on our kids. Mm. I think parents on the front line could see that, but it impacted their ability to just jostle and make friendships and the fluidity of friendships that used to happen. And I found with her, for example, she developed um, anxiety in public speaking. And she's a strong, intelligent person. And we tried everything. So we went through all the, we've done two episodes on anxiety, which are really useful. They're very much downloaded. So a lot of people struggle with this. And there are techniques you can use, there are breathing techniques, techniques. But actually, what I discovered for her was removing her from the environment that she was finding so stressful. And we put her onto a debate camp where nobody knew her. She was taught from ground zero how you do this, came back in and she has been a changed person. And I think it also reflects on kids who don't want to go into school. I see a lot of parents who are struggling with their mm. kids not wanting to go into school and the, the school authorities are saying, well, you've got to make them go into mm. school as if that's going to fix what mm. is essentially, <laughs> essentially a another problem yeah. it's something else going on there that really needs to be thought through yeah um so i just wanted to shout out about that and actually for all those parents who've got kids who are going through really really tough times my daughter just the other day she uh she's in a debate uh, society they were supposed to go for a competition 
and they have a new person running the club. And this person had basically dropped the ball. They, She said at the last minute, oh, we've got a competition coming up. It's a big inter-school competition. Mm. Nobody had known about it. Nobody had been given any of the, the, the title they were supposed to work towards. And she just called up and vented to me. I didn't catch the phone call. Oh, you know, I'm so, what's the point? There's no point mm. going for this. You know, we haven't had any time to prepare. Mm. Um, and then I didn't catch her. But she then messaged me back and said, actually, two girls put themselves up mm. for it. You need three. So I just said, OK, I'll do it. And Amazing. she said, I'd rather go in and fail spectacularly than not put a team feel forward. Yeah. And that's really interesting, isn't it? Because, yes. of the, you know, public speaking is seemingly the the thing that mo- pe- people are most afraid of in 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 life. Yes. <laughs> so to have that practice is amazing. And that's, as we've talked about in the anxiety episodes, you know, anxiety, feelings of anxiety are completely normal, especially yes. at that age. And practicing and being able to practice in a safe space is is the key. And, you know, for the same with, with school, school um, people not going to school, you know, being allowed to practice going in and out, you know, it's, yes. it's, it's facing your discomfort in, yes. a, in a safe way. Mm. So if you're in the trenches right mm. at that early mm. stage, just hang in there yeah. because it it can all come right as long change. as you stay with them. Yeah, it can all change. And with with anxiety, particularly, it's it's this the message that's slowly dripping through. I think that having anxious thoughts is normal. It's, it's normal. not a disorder. No, and that's one of the big problems. So here's another one I was talking about um, the other day, and it's that I often hear teenagers saying, "Oh, I think I might have," and you name a disorder, mm. whatever the disorder is. And so here's my response. Okay, okay, take them seriously. Don't mm. dismiss it and say, don't be ridiculous. Mm. So so what so why do you think that? Mm. What's going on? Very often they'll say, Oh, you know, I, I've seen it online or mm. or such and such Johnny said. Yeah, or you it say, just feels unknown. It feels scary. It's not something they've well, done. Before. Quite often they'll say they'll say that they've got this and, mm. and, and you say, So who's so mm. who's Johnny? Oh, Johnny's in your class mm. who's fourteen or thirteen. Okay, so Johnny probably doesn't have any real mm. sort of experience mm. in diagnosing this particular mm. problem and then oh, I see what you mean yes yeah. and then going through what it because very often what they will have done is they'll have thought oh I've got this problem then yeah. they'll go online and they'll find yeah. the list of what the the, the yeah. symptoms are and they will think that they've got that so then yeah. go through the list with them so yeah. I've done this myself yeah. where I've gone okay let's go through this list yeah. talk through the list and then just say so for example I think I'm autistic yeah. Okay, so what first on the list, let's talk about it. Eye contact. Yeah. I struggle with that. And then just say to them, okay, let's talk about struggling with eye yeah. contact. Wow, eye contact is really powerful. Yeah. So it's really hard. It's really hard. <laughs> and and actually when you when people feel inferior, they will look away. Mm. It's an act of submission mm. to look away. Um, so if you hold eye contact with somebody who is your superior for too long, they may see it as a threat. They mm. may see you as trying to um, overpower them. Or if you maintain eye contact maintain eye contact for just a little bit too long with someone who could be a potential romantic partner Mm. they may take it the wrong way or Mm. they may think that you're interested in them whether you're doing it consciously or subconsciously Mm. but the thing is it's actually really hard to get right yeah and 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 talking them through normalizing it just yes talk them through how you know oh i find it really hard to have conversations Ah, right. So I used to when I was a teenager. Exactly. When I was a teenager, I spent entire bus rides thinking, how am I going to have conversations? Some of the biggest investment banks will send people who they've recruited who are brilliant 
on courses learning how to yeah, make it's conversations All it's a skill stuff. so i think it's really important for us this is the, one of the things i've mm. learned it's really important for us to engage if they yeah. say oh, i've got a problem yeah. say oh, what is it and then yeah. put it into context yeah. so they can and normalize see it, for what it, it is we're all on the spectrum of something or other i mean when i have clients who are teenagers actually the thing that has the most um I think the most benefit for them, and I just see their shoulders drop and they go, <laughs> oh, is to say, you know, whatever there's the, the issue they're coming with. And, and it's not always the case, but as it often is to say, you're not broken. There's nothing wrong with you. That mm. is completely exactly. normal. Yes. Exactly. And let's have a look at it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And And actually, as a parent, you can hark back to when you were a teenager mm. and think okay did that did that affect me yeah. was I you know and yeah. then you can tell them you can tell them stories yeah. and it really calms yeah. them and there are a lot of well-meaning people out there maybe in the school system lots of systems who 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 want to help um you know help us get rid of feelings that are uncomfortable the discomfort of anxiety or you know those kind of things and it's almost labeled as something that we need to get rid of and and to, to do the opposite of that with our with our kids whatever the context is 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 just that allows them to go oh yes that's yes. okay I'm, I'm all right yeah. and on that note so um another thing i learned quite early on which made a massive difference to my relationship mm. with both my teens was this this way you have a conversation with your teenager and mm. not overreacting so we have two episodes we have one which is you know how to talk so your teen will mm. listen and vice versa mm. and the other one is about how not to overreact yeah. both of which have been very successful and it's this this i think when our teens tell us something that they've been very upset about it's so normal mm. to feel upset yourself mm. And to want to jump in and fix yes. it. This is just, it's its parenting 101. It feels <laughs> really, really uncomfortable. Yes. And, and, and even now, um, my daughter every now and then says to me, just so you know, this isn't a biggie, but I, I'm i making it, it sounds big, but I'm just trying to vent. <laughs> I'm just, I've, I've built it up and now I'm talking about it. Brilliant. And, and she knows Brilliant. that I know yeah. and we're both cool with I it. Love that. But I'm providing her with a, a, an opportunity to say, oh, uh, and often yeah. it sounds like her school is the worst place in yeah. the world. She hasn't got any friends yeah. and I'll be listening to it. And yeah. then at the end she goes, Oh, thanks. Actually, it's not that bad. Yeah, mine do that. Oh, it's not that bad. Don't worry about it. And actually, do you think, do you know, the thing I think is the most important that I take away from from all of this, uh, all of the talks that we've had is taking care of ourselves yeah. on, on the back of that, you know, they're not, not reacting yes. and asking ourselves when we get triggered, which we will, because it's beeping uncomfortable <laughs> mm. when our kids are struggling, they're in pain, when something is difficult. It's so difficult for us because we don't want to feel that discomfort we want to fix it for them is to ask ourselves you know what's going on for me why do I find this so mm -hmm. uncomfortable how can I take care of myself what maybe work I need to do what I need to look back at my own childhood my own reactions my yes. own stuff so that I can be authentic in this with my kid that is the best help that we can be and I love that and you it's said, really hard I love that you said that because that harks back to another conversation I had with one of my daughters where I am actually very open with them about the struggles I had both mm. as a teenager and with my parents. Mm. I try not to blame my parents mm. because I think they had their own issues with yeah. their own parenting. But I make it clear that this is how this has impacted me. Mm. And I was talking to my daughter about it the other day. And she said, you know, it's so helpful. And when you admit mistakes and when you say that you've done things wrong, it gives me 
the chance to talk about mm. my own failings mm. and it's really makes me feel much safer. Oh, that's really beautiful. And I loved that because I thought, I think one of the problems we have as parents is we, we hate it when we get things wrong. It mm. feels, it feels like such a massive failure and such an important failure. Mm. And the thing I've learned from doing this is that it's so much better because I've said really stupid things sometimes where I thought I was saying it this way and I mm. wasn't. And yeah, it's had, I've written it in, a, in one of my blogs mm. and it's actually had a really dramatic impact. Mm. And when my kids have said something about it, I've learned that I really have to sit and listen to them and say, gosh, that sounds really hard. And yeah. I'm really sorry it felt that way. Mm. And that's not, what I meant no. and you know you're very loved mm. but and thank you for telling me yeah thank you for telling me thank you yes. for sharing so it's a safe space I think it's really yes. beautiful and it's super healing because we all we all say stupid stuff oh my we're goodness. human yeah. beings <laughs> god I do all the time and but it's it's really layered that isn't it that mm. approach is really layered because a it's showing that we're human beings and we've had our own stuff in the past we make silly comments as well we're human we're you know we're infallible um Fallible, I mean, <laughs> there we go. I just did it. Um, and also, it teaches them how to apologize. Absolutely. And I see the yeah. ripple effect of that. Yes. Sometimes one of my kids goes, Mom, you don't have to apologize for that. And I go, I know, maybe I don't, but I'd like to. And it's important to me. And then they'll go, okay. Because um, I see them apologizing to each other. They just did it the other day. My twins massively fell out in the car. We had a ridiculous car journey. And um, we had then a conversation when everyone had calmed down. And um, they got out, the, they, they, we sorted it, we talked it through in a really good way. And then they got out of the car and without, they didn't think I could see them. They just kind of both went, oh, I'm really sorry, I didn't mean that. And they did whatever weird handshake they have. And That's brilliant. <laughs> and so, so they, they learn, important. you know, they learn yes. by so apologising. Yes. It's super important. And they are, they're watching us, not they're listening to us. <laughs> all the time. Exactly. And we are human beings, we are exactly. not robots. Exactly. And one of the other things that really impacted me was when I looked at motivation, and um, academic motivation when your kids aren't really they're struggling mm. in school because this happens a lot to kids. They might have been doing really well before, and then it all drops off when they go into secondary school. Trust me, oh, they form. can't. There's too much going on. There's too much going on. You know, and things when their usual framework changes. Mm. You know, we ha we need to be in there with them and and kind of going okay do we do we need scaffolding in place and you know do we need to ease back on some of the other things that they're doing just so that they can actually mm. catch up because it, nothing's ever linear the growth is never linear and i realized with one of my daughters that she had a sort of form of learnt dependence which was down to i think the way that her her school had talked to her but also how i'd I had been talking to her and it was a very difficult process explaining to her that the path that she was on was not the path that she thought she was on mm. and that if she and that was fine that was fine to be on a, a less academic path but if she wanted to be on an academic path then what she was doing wasn't getting her there and explaining what that meant in the future mm. so I actually did a very clear guideline of how these things all feed into each other as you get older because I realized she didn't know that and I think giving your children we all think that it's really obvious and life isn't um it's not a race and it's not again it's not linear because you can take breaks in it you can ch make changes and things 
that it's still we'd still be have to explain to our kids if they say I want to go to university and right down here where they are there's no sign that they're going to be suited to going mm. to university we need to really show them what that means mm. so that they can understand it mm. and they can understand how they can take ownership of the over the steps they need to take so what I did was I actually by going through this whole process I handed back to her responsibility I said I'm not going to take responsibility you take responsibility mm. for the work that you do I'm going to support you and it's it's had an most amazing impact that's amazing i mean that's really beautiful um yeah i had a, a similar experience over these two years and um it it also really really made me walk my talk that horrible phrase i don't mm. like it but it's appropriate mm. here um of um you know uh, my eldest was really struggling with with his A-levels for lots of different reasons. I'm still, we're still not 100% sure what really happened. And it's, he's fine. He's absolutely fine. But really, really sitting with all of that and, and explaining to him in a very similar way, what do you want? Um, and what do you want my role to be in this? We were really specific yes, a I few times mm. as well. Like you have to repeat these things, um, you know, and from a very calm space, what, what do you want? And then how can I help? Do you, do you want my help first of all? Um, and what can I do? And, you know, we had an agreement. Um, he wanted me to nudge him. He mm. wanted that. Yeah. Okay. Then I'll do that. Um, and we took it up to review a few times, but <laughs> really, really, you know, understanding that um whatever happens you'll be fine mm. like there are so many ways to live a life yes <laughs> yes and so keeping the calmness yeah on, on that side because we, we panic we panic and yeah. like and he's fine and i have no idea what the rest of his life will look like who knows but really that kind of and we it, it meant that in a in a in a, a long time actually that um we could have totally gone another way with all of it um you know, we kept a really good connection um, and it's all worked out um, mm. and it was really challenging, but the, the connection was always the most important. What do you want? How can I help you? Can I help you? And, and what, what? how should we approach this together? Yes. Yeah. Or I not, that. if, you, if that's that. not what you want. Yeah. 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 Mm. Um, and I think in terms of taking personal responsibility, mm. the other thing that I've, I, I did quite early on which made a dramatic impact for me and my kids mm. was um, money management mm. and g giving them an allowance yeah. where they were taking personal responsibility because up until that point if it was a friend's birthday they'd say oh mom can you buy them a present mm. and there would be tons of friends mm. that they wanted presents for mm. or um, if they wanted to go out with their mate and get some treats mm -hmm. it would be there would be a constant sort of oh can I have money for this can yeah. I have money and and it's not that that's such a big issue. It's more that, you know, I don't have unlimited resources, mm. but actually much more importantly, they had no concept of what it was that no. the money was used for. And so by giving them, I talked about this in one of our episodes, by giving them an allowance, it's dramatically changed their viewpoint mm. of their place in the world. And um, they're both big savers now. And they're both very diligent about, so for example, when my daughter goes down to stay with her friends in Bristol, uh, she always books ahead to make sure she gets the best train fares. Mm. And, you know, and, and these little things yeah. really make a difference because they're mindful of mm. their spending patterns. Yeah. And this was definitely not where we were. <laughs> 
when no. it started. No, and learned, and learned, we do, and we do come back in again. We talk about it. And when, you know, recently one of them asked for more money and said, mm. you know, I'm, I'm struggling with mm. what I've got in terms of what's going out. Mm. And I said, okay, I'm not trying to punish you with this. I'm actually trying to make sure that you are mindful. So mm. here, are the, here are the things I want you to be mindful mm. of. Fine, I'll give you the, the more money for that. Mm. And I, I think it's just made them so much more conscious. Yeah, and amazing. I love that. I'm very grateful. And and they so much more, they've developed their own style as a result because they were buying their own clothes. And um, because the older one's been practicing her style, using her, mostly going to charity shops and yeah. things like that. But actually now Didn't she buys capsule wardrobes and she's got a very distinct style. What's a capsule wardrobe? Oh, I talked them through this when I actually <laughs> handed them the money. So I explained what a capsule wardrobe was. It's a wardrobe that fits each season so that you have very few items mm. that all will work together. Mm. And it means that for that season, you only buy a few things. Mm. And then if you buy high quality stuff that looks really good on you you don't need to keep buying more stuff you just add to that wardrobe mm. and it suits each season mm. I like to think like that I'm I I've got clothes I've been wearing for decades yeah no, me too I think <laughs> I've got one of those already yeah capsule wardrobe <laughs> and, and I have called. a one in one out uh policy so okay. if I buy more clothes if I buy another pair of trousers mm. I say one pair of trousers has okay. to go and that then makes me think okay are these better than anything in my mm. wardrobe and so yeah. it actually puts the brakes on you know just pointless spending yeah. and I just that's how I like to work yeah, and so I've been teaching that and that I think the final thing is relationships because mm. you you've got a son who's had a relationship mm-hmm. my daughter has a relationship and the thing that I've really I think I hadn't really thought a lot about mm. relationships before we've talked about sex and we've talked about all those sorts mm. of things and those are the sort of nitty-gritty mm. of it but the relationship she's in is the most kind loving mm. um thoughtful uh relationship I could possibly imagine and to me that is all that matters yeah we talked about that in our in our podcast and in the episode didn't we that it's you know we we're all so terrified about sex and and all of that but if we can tell them do you know the most important thing is is all those things you've just named and if your daughter has that for her first relationship that's just amazing how I'm 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 like thank goodness thank goodness so yes And and we we need to model uh, we need to model it <laughs> if we can yes. if we can if, maybe it's not, not with our romantic easy. partner but you yeah. know just in general in life and emphasize how important those yes. things are and it's not just don't get pregnant <laughs> yeah yeah and, and and like you said you know actually if you've got a, a tense relationship at home mm. and you can't really model yeah. it with your own partner yeah. you can talk yes. to your teen about what you think yeah. is good yeah. a good relationship yeah. and make your relationship with your teenager good so that they know how you communicate yeah. they know what yeah. it feels like to be listened to yeah. and respected yeah. because that will all come out in the relationships they form yeah. i really really believe that i've really seen that happening yes. And, so, and it can be through your friendships as well. It doesn't exactly. have to be through your no, romantic exactly. partner. Exactly. So that's it. Well, on that note, we'll be taking a break from regular episodes over the Christmas period. Uh, Susie, what are you doing? I am. Uh, what am I doing? My kids are going to their dads for Christmas um, in Denmark, um, which they are all looking forward to, which will be lovely. And I am going with my partner to an Airbnb to do absolutely nothing oh, for about four days. <laughs> and I cannot... <laughs> Wait, it's all or nothing We're in my jealous. world. We're not all jealous. We're not jealous. All or nothing. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, what are you doing, Rachel? We've got my mother-in-law and my brother-in-law and mm. his girlfriend coming for Christmas. And uh, we are, our Christmas has turned into, as they've got older, um, pyjamas 
until kind of midday perfect where we just sit around chatting and laughing and no stress i actually buy a, a christmas meal that's i've worked out given if it's not a massive amount of people it's at the same price mm. and I spent too many years in the kitchen not getting to play with my kids because I kept mm. thinking, why have to, Why do I find Christmas not that enjoyable? Mm. It's because I want to play. I actually mm. want to play with my kids. So we eat lunch, which is fine. It's great, mm. but it's not nothing special. And then we play games all Amazing. afternoon. Oh, and then we'll watch really a film. Fun. And it's just the best. We laughed like drains all mm. last year. And it's a way we, we just hide away from the world mm. and we don't. We don't worry about anything else. And Sounds I love great. that as a Christmas. So I think everybody's got their own Christmases. Yep. And whatever you do with your teenagers will become your Christmas. Yeah, And you can really shift good. it. Yes. You don't have to carry on with the same traditions. No. You know, come up with ones with them that suit them. Yeah. Check in with them. What do they want to do? Yeah, yeah. And that reminds me of what maybe I think is most important about about reminding ourselves about <laughs> myself about parenting is like most days I feel like I'm absolutely just winging it. Yeah, And yeah. I think maybe that's the beauty of this podcast is that we are all just winging it every day. <laughs> there are yep. no answers. Yep. And it's just sharing and, and reassuring ourselves that we're doing the best that we can and that there are other ideas out there that might be useful for you. They might exactly. not be. But yeah, we're, we're just kind of on this, <laughs> this yes, winging no it judgment. right. And that goes no. for yourself too. Don't judge yourselves. Yeah. And some days I literally think, you know, I, I have no idea what I'm doing. Absolutely <laughs> Most days. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, I'll create a blog with all of those episodes we've mentioned. Mm -hmm. um, and if you have any other subjects for episodes in the new year, I would love to hear yeah, your suggestions. Brilliant. Because honestly, this is your podcast. Mm -hmm. And we have had so many great ideas. If you are struggling with something, guaranteed someone else in our yes. community will be struggling with yes. it probably hundreds of thousands of people but um you know there will be other people yes. who are battling with this yeah. and and we can all learn from each other yeah so let us know and then nothing is too little nothing's too little yes if you uh want to leave us a review that would be lovely be christmas present <laughs> um <laughs> you can go to www.teenagersuntangled.com um you can also put it on all the podcasts, I think, um, platforms now have ways that you can leave reviews. Uh, I'll be popping onto social media from time to time, doing little helpful reels about things I've noticed. Ooh, Susie. Can't wait. How, yeah, Susie does her <laughs> blog. I don't know how much she'll be doing, but... Um, no, I don't know yet. Depends. Yes. Well, probably not a lot. I think, I think <laughs> generally, guys, we are just winging it. Yeah, we're just winging it. No, we're yeah. just... The great thing about not being paid for this is that we basically can do what we want. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that's good. Okay, so Susie, once more, how can people contact you? Because they might have problems. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you can find me at www.amindful-life.co.uk and in that are links to um, all my social media platforms and you can also book a free 15-minute chat with me if you so wish. <laughs> not on Christmas Day. <laughs> and not while she's in the Airbnb, she may no. not respond. No, yes. no, that I'm going to take off the, the slots for those days. Exactly. Don't forget to hit the follow button and you won't miss any of the new episodes when they come out. Uh, that's it for this year. Wishing you all a loving, happy end of year. And if you're thinking of setting a new year resolution, I even have an episode for that. Yay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye. Don't do it. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs>